Hey y'all, and welcome to the Fix Yourself First with Dr. Christie podcast. This is a show for people who are tired of waiting on others to change and ready to focus on themselves in order to improve their relationships. I've learned from my personal and professional life as a psychotherapist and relationship expert that the only way to have a healthy relationship was when I realized that I have to fix myself first versus waiting on others to change. Thank you for listening to my show and go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future ones. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the show. Fix Yourself First with Dr. Christy. I'm so glad to have you here and to show up and to be hanging out with you today, sharing a bit about boredom and relationships, which is totally normal. But before we jump into that, I want to thank you every time you share an episode, every time you talk about the show to somebody, then more people learn about fixing themselves first in order to improve every relationship around them. And that's the way that we make an impact on the world is by putting more of this information out there. So thank you so much, because I know you and you've got a friend, a family member, or somebody that does need some help. Let's face it, they're asking you what they, air quotes, should be doing. You tell them, and then what do they do? Typically the direct opposite. So don't worry about having to fix them. You can't do it. All you can do is share your wisdom and your journey and this podcast with hopes that they are going to focus on making the changes that they need. So be sure to share or leave a review so more people can learn about fixing themselves. Now, let's jump into today's show about boredom in our relationship. I found a really interesting stat that's in the normal bar, which is the world's most comprehensive data source and census on romantic relationships. And they looked at research on boredom and they found that an estimated 71% of men and 49% of women were engaged in acts of infidelity, aka cheating. Now, I don't know if this is emotional, emotional cheating, physical cheating, like I don't know the details, but it's just listed as infidelity, which means someone other than their part. And we're not going to deep dive into cheating and infidelity today. We'll hit that on another show, but let's talk about boredom. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that it's a fear for so many individuals that if they're bored or their partner's bored, is there going to be a decision to step outside the relationship? And these fears are common and normal. Look, long-term relationships do get monotonous and they get boring at times. Now, if your partner hears that, or let's say you go and tell them that you're bored, it's possible they're going to get offended or they may actually agree with you. I know from my own experience, Rob and I, we've been together for 14 years now and that's a long freaking time. So I know a couple of things about common boredom that happens in relationships as well as working with all of you incredible people out there that boredom happens, it creeps in, we get busy, we get pulled all over the place and we stop being intentional with our time together and days pass. And it's really hard to stay connected if you're just in the monotonous day to day. For Rob and I, we're both lucky. Majority of the time we both work from home and we kind of spread out around the house to have our own space, but then meet together. We try to have coffee in the morning or have a couple minutes to connect throughout the day or check in on one another if either of us are traveling or running around with work. And it makes a big difference because it shows that we want to find out how you're doing. You need anything. I miss you. I want to talk. Like whatever that need is. Like having those little drips of intentional connection is really important. Not everyone has that opportunity, right? People are working all over the world. There's a lot of long distance relationships. It can be tough. So the number one thing to start with is thinking, what do I need to do for my annual work? You know, with Fix Yourself First, we can't wait on that partner to change. I don't wait on Rob to change. I look and say, what do I need to do that can impact the relationship 
and help things feel better connected. So first of all, we got to start inward. So before we go into the actual relationship work, when we're inwardly focused, we want to say like, what's leading us to feel bored? Like we got to have this conversation. We have to do our own self-reflection to think about like, what is this about? Is it a thought that I'm having? It is a narrative or a story that I'm saying in my head about how it should look in the relationship or maybe how I want it to look. And is this my stuff that I can work on? Is it an, an unrealistic expectation I have for myself? Is it an unrealistic expectation I have for my partner? And then I have to ask myself, am I being realistic with what my demands and needs are? Am I setting him up to fail? where I'm thinking he's supposed to be doing something and according to what I think is right or wrong and putting and projecting that onto him, that's going to lead me to feel frustrated. And that's not going to help any type of connection because one of the things that happens when we have these unrealistic expectations and we don't look at them for ourselves, it leads us to feel stuck, frustrated, upset, and definitely resentful. And then we start thinking all the things that they should be doing, but they're not. And we get stuck in this conflict, which leads us to not get our emotional intimacy needs met, definitely not getting our physical intimacy needs met. So it all starts with that inward focus. Now, if you're thinking, hey, I've checked all the boxes. I've done all I feel like I need to do. I'm in a pretty good place personally with how I'm showing up with my half of this relationship. And my partner's like, hey, I'm bored too. What do we need to do? Now we move into the relationship work. Both of you need to look back on your relationship history. What did y'all used to enjoy doing together that y'all don't really do anymore that you haven't been doing in a while? And I know, look, factors get in the way, stress gets in the way, things get in the way, but there's got to be at least one thing that y'all enjoy doing that you can tap back into. I, I think back to when Rob and I first started dating, we met in Jacksonville Beach area. When we first started dating, typically on Sundays, because we were both workaholics, especially in the beginning, we work all Sundays as well. And then after we got done with the work that we needed, which is most of the time prepping for the coming week, we would walk down to the ice cream shop there in Jacksonville Beach and we get an ice cream. And I love that because I looked forward to that. He looked forward to that. And we don't really do that anymore, even though we don't live there. We still have an ice cream shop two blocks from our house and we just don't stop to go do that. So a couple of uh, weeks ago, I said, let's just walk down and get ice cream. And we did that. And then it's like, hey, I remember we used to do this back then. And it made me smile, made him laugh a little bit. And thank goodness they got vegan ice cream. So I wasn't <laughs> upset at going for that little splurge. But doing those things you used to enjoy and have memories around really helps reunite and connect and say, hey, I want to have fun again. I want to bring some play back into our life. I like walking and going and doing. So I want you to think about your relationship history. What did you used to enjoy doing together that y'all are not doing as much? And what can you do today and the next couple of days or maybe this coming weekend to get back to that? The next thing you can do is let one another know that you actually care about them and that you want to, I'm going to say spice things up, that you want to open up and talk about ways to keep excitement going and play in the relationship. We so easily in long-term relationships forget about play, whether it's recreational play, laughing, kidding around, playfulness, all the way to sex and sexual play of having a little bit of freedom and lightness and laughter, especially in the bedroom. You know, at some point in our development, sex gets really hard and heavy and most of the time because of things that happen within ourselves and our relationships. So what can you do to bring a little bit more play back into your day-to-day -day as well 
as when it comes to physical intimacy and thinking like, what can I do to help my partner feel more comfortable with that play? Maybe when they suggest something or make a joke about something, I don't shut them down. I say, hey, you know, I'll think about that. Or that's not a bad idea. Or you're so silly, but I like where your head's at. Just ways to bring that in without making it to be something bigger and harder than it has to be. The next thing you can do as a couple is looking at creating a bucket list together. When you think about bucket list, Take off all the ideas of barriers when it comes to time, location, money, which is a big one, right? You know, just dream and play and say, what do we want to do together? If there money, time, location wasn't a barrier, what would it be? And get really good at just putting out there without tempering yourself, without having to filter it. There's no wrong thing to put on there, right? And think about like, this is our relationship as a couple. And we need to have a couple's bucket list. I know in my relationship, I uh, Rob's not writing any more than he has to. And, and he also has a learning disorder, which he you know, open to me talking about. So even though he works and, and does so much, like he's not going to be like, oh, let me go write a bucket list. So I know I don't have an expectation that he's going to add something to the bucket list. I'm like the holder of the bucket list because I'm the one that likes to ride and organize. So if he has an idea, say, hey, it'd be really cool if we got a Sprinter van and drove up to the Oregon coast and just go surf for a couple of days. I'm like, oh, that'd be incredible. Let's put it on the bucket list. Just the idea of talking about it, writing it down is a way to connect the two of us. So I know there's something. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It might be, hey, let's do a staycation next month and let's just take off a Friday and let's just sleep in and relax or whatever that bucket list item might be. It's not too small and it's not too big. It is your bucket list as a couple. The other thing to keep in mind when creating this couple's bucket list is both of you don't have to be gung-ho about it. You both don't have to be, yeah, 100% I'm in. It can be like, hey, you know, I'll think about that, add it to the list. Um, I'm not 100% sold on it, but just the fantasy, the talk, and the preparation of it will help bring y'all together. And this is a great, easy activity that you can do within a couple of minutes. This is a lot of fun to do, too, if you're driving somewhere in the car so that you don't have a lot of other distractions. Another thing, especially when it comes to physical intimacy that you can do is literally change locations of where you're having sex. If you're used to every time we're on the bed, in the bedroom, at night, before going to bed, do something different. Like initiate when you're in the bathroom or another part of the house if you have that privacy. Just think outside the box a bit. Don't Put yourself in such a space that you have to do the same thing over and over. Just changing a little bit of locations and definitely changing positions is a way to keep it spicy and change things up a bit. And another pointer when it comes to physical intimacy about helping with boredom that sets in is do something really wild. And I do this with a lot of my intensive couples work is take sex off the table for a couple of weeks. Now, before you think like, what the heck are you talking about, Dr. Christy? Like you're pro-sex. Why are you trying to take it off, off the table? Well, if you're in that boredom space, in that monotonous, and you're feeling a bit disconnected, when you take sex off the table, you remove the pressure, the expectation. You remove sometimes this heaviness, depending on where you're at in the relationship season as a couple. But what you want to do is focus on sensual touch, focus on sensual talk, focus on connecting and build up some friction and tension with flirting, fantasizing and build up that anticipation of sex. We forget that because we most of the time have this readily available person that we can have sex with if both people are down with it at the time. But when we take it off the table, it's like bringing back some of that forbidden, we're not supposed to 
but let's flirt and fantasize and have that build up intention that brings up some of that spice. And one of my favorite activities is building that sexual buffet. I talk about this in a lot of different episodes. Why don't we bring this up in a future one as well, a little bit more in depth, but this is when you are building your sexual connection with a lot of different options that you both are signing on to, to bring back more of that play, whether it's bringing some role-playing, bringing some toys, watching some movies together, listen, some audio changing positions, you know, fantasizing. Now, remember when we talk about fantasies in a relationship, it doesn't mean we have to act on them. A fantasy is what we talk about and discuss and fantasize about. So I'll cover this more in detail in a future episode, but keep in mind that I do understand how impactful trust is on being able to have these conversations with yourself and with your partner. And we'll cover more on this and building that trust up because you want to be able to have that to have these types of conversations. Going back to options versus being stuck and bored in your relationship, try some of these things, but start individually. And remember, before you can ever look at your partner and say, hey, here's what I need from you or here's what I feel like you need to do, you better be looking at yourself because if we're not bringing our half of the relationship, why in the world would our partner? So we will discuss in a future episode more in detail on this, but I know how passionate you are about creating that relationship you deserve and keep your ears out. I have some really amazing new project coming up in the next couple of months for all of my folks out in LA, out in Orange County, California, and in Jacksonville, in the Northeast Florida, South Georgia area, where we've got some intensive work coming that I cannot wait to share with you. Until then, make sure that we connect on Instagram at Christy underscore Overstreet or at Dr. Christy Overstreet on Facebook. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And if you want the details of these, just head on to the episode page on drchristyoverstreet.com forward slash podcast. When you click on this episode, you will get a full transcript of everything that I'm talking about. So you can read through that and catch these tips because they work. I do them in my own relationship and in all these years working with couples. This is what's applied. These are just a couple of examples that help make the changes. So thanks again for being here. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening to my show. Your support means the world to me. Remember, you can always be a guest on the show to get your questions answered, or you can email me your questions on my website. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving it a review on iTunes and downloading all the episodes. You can access all the information I discussed today in the show notes at christyoverstreet.com slash podcast. Until next time.